<laughs> I just want to pray for you in Jesus' name. And Ron, you, will you stand right behind your wife? We gotta wait on your husband here. <laughs> He's a little slow. <laughs> will you stand right behind her? Is this on? Is on? Okay. Check, check. All right, sweet. You know, when you walked in, the Lord, again, I'm just going to act out in the spirit what I saw and what I saw in the spirit. So praise God forevermore. He's talking to you. Believe me, I need this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to pronounce it over you. Will you get behind her? <laughs> yeah, and just hold her. Amen. I'm just pronounce it over you a fresh start. Oh, thank you. A fresh beginning and uprising. No more in the dark. No more in the closet, but the Lord is raising you up, he says. And I got your daughter. So you let go of her so I can have her. She's safe in me. Fresh beginning. And you just lean back on your husband. And the Lord will take you higher than you've ever been. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just give him some praises. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for uniting and reuniting marriages, reuniting families. Thank you, Lord, after this lull. Thank you, Jesus. New beginnings. New beginnings. Well, give someone a high turn around, tell them you love them. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. We welcome you on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. Bless you and happy Easter weekend. He has risen. <laughs> Thank you, Arthur. Arthur Darien on piano. And is it April? April Darien? Hi, April. We love you. And we love your son. <laughs> Praise God. Happy Easter. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Steve and Melissa. Grandiose. Hi. Happy Easter weekend. <laughs> He has risen. <laughs> and there's healing in his wings. And all of saying Waymaker this morning, and she even wrote out her own lyrics. Right here, these are the Waymaker lyrics all of wrote out. <laughs> Han wrote her own lyrics, Jan. <laughs> she sang it a little bit ago. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> she did good, Waymaker. Yeah. These look like the lyrics to Wavemaker, but <laughs> she did good. Hey, Cody. Good to see you, man. Papa John. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Hi, Familia. Hi, daughters back there. We love you. You're on the spot. 
And um, let's just agree in corporate prayer since it's on my spirit real fast. We just agree over the children in this nation and the children on earth that they are protected, they are well. And it's God, God gets so much pleasure watching kids play. And we thank you for that, Father. We just clean the blood of Jesus over every child in this nation. Thank you for him, Father. And wherever you're at online, too, claim the blood of Jesus. We have orphanages watching online. We claim the blood of Jesus over all those kids in those orphanages. Um, one orphanage, God's Desire Ministries in Uganda, with Dina Kamagisa, who follows us. She has about 40 kids, orphans, she takes care of that we've partnered with through the ministry. And we just sow into her and sow into them, and they're all going back to school. And they each need about five bucks, five times 50 is 250 to, for their school supplies. Mm. So if you like, just sew into that. We'll get them right over and I'll Western Union them. And she just picks up the money straight from Western Union and the same day. So um, praise God, we could support 50 orphans going back to school. If you'd like to sew, just mention that. Say orphans and we'll get that to her. Amen. Bye. Hey, come back. <laughs> <laughs> It's only just begun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, this is a happy day. This is a fun bunch. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> happy morning. Um, the title of this message, you know, yesterday was Good Friday, and tomorrow is Easter Resurrection Sunday. The title of this message is Where Jesus Was Today. And I know I taught this last year, but the Lord's just given me more, so I'm going to keep going with it. On where Jesus was today, the day in between his resurrection and his death. And let's go, let's go. I have about four scripture references here. We'll start in Matthew 12, 38 if we can. Matthew 12, 38. Is everybody happy this morning? <laughs> it is so good to be alive. God is in control, and God is in charge. I don't know about you, but I'm living in some of the happiest days of my life. How about you? <laughs> God is so good. promise of the Lord for this year is that he's going to take you higher than you've ever been before. So you just trust him and go with God. Go on with God. Amen, amen, amen. So Matthew 12, is everybody there? First book of the New Testament, Matthew, the tax collector. Praise God. Hey, it's tax season. God will pay your taxes too. Amen. Matthew 12. You know, if he did it for Jesus, and he did it for his whole ministry, his 120 employees, he'll do it for you too. He's not a respecter of persons. He's just a respecter of faith. So Matthew 12, and we'll start in verse 38 here. And he, says, and he says, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And this is the Jewish sect of the day asking Jesus this. And Jesus answered, verse 39, and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Mm. So he's saying here, don't go after signs, go after me. I am the sign, I'm the son, I'm the sample son. Just seek me, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You don't need a sign, you just need me, he says. And an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, outward demonstrations, things that come from the outside, things they can see on the outside. And no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be, three days, that's himself Jesus, three days and three nights in the heart of the earth in the heart of the earth. This is where Jesus was today, 
in hell itself, in Hades itself, and he says hell is in the heart of the earth. That's a big core down beneath us. <laughs> and he says the heart of the earth is well where hell is. And he said he was going to be there for three days and three nights. Not, not a good vacation. <laughs> but man, what a benefit for the world. What Jesus did for us. Amen. So Jesus was in hell, in Hades, for three days and three nights, according to his own words and according to the prophet Jonah. And now let's go to 1 Peter 3.18, if you will. 1 Peter 3.18. Say he has risen. He has risen. And he rose for me. First <laughs> Peter three eighteen. Such a nice day. Is everybody there at First Peter? First Peter three eighteen through twenty says this for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the Spirit. See, it's the Spirit that quickens me as well. It's the Spirit that gave me new life, new birth, and resurrection. And say this, and the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in me now, quickening my mortal body. <laughs> you say that every day, you're going to live an energetic life. <laughs> Praise God. You just keep saying that to yourself. That's, a, that's what helped me overcome sickness and infirmity. And it still works for me, amen? So it'll work for you too. By whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. This is Jesus. He went and preached to the spirits in prison. That's in hell. That's in Hades. He preached in the worst possible location. And as we see, he'll pre he preached into the bosom of a uh, Abraham as well, which was a location, maybe an upper region of hell, some scholars say, where Moses was, where Abraham was, where the saints were preserved, who weren't born again. You know, they didn't have access into heaven until they were born again, until they received Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, just like you and me. So all those old patriarchs, they had to get saved too, amen? Just like us. And the first thing Jesus see, uh, does, as we see here, when he descended into the pit and was raised up through the Spirit, was he went and preached to those prisoners in Hades. And if Jesus can, can preach in the pit of hell, me and you can speak the word anywhere we go. Amen? <laughs> On earth. <laughs> so praise Jesus. He says, By whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, preached to all Noah's family too in the bosom of Abraham, that preserved place, in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him all we have to do is make ourselves subject to him amen we're the ones with the free will the angels aren't <laughs> it was easy for them <laughs> amen forevermore uh, chapter 4 verse 1 right there says therefore since christ suffered for us in the flesh arm yourselves also with the same mind for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, 
but for the will or the word of God. We could just keep reading here. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties. Hey, remember those? Any college patrons here? <laughs> drinking parties. I like how Peter knew that. <laughs> Sororities and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you don't run with them anymore in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you since you've now been converted and been born again. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. He is ready to judge the living and the dead. Those who are in him and those who are outside of him. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, in prison, in hell, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. He gave everybody a second chance. He gave everyone a chance to receive him. He gives every one of us multiple chances to receive him and to hear him and to follow him. Everybody on this earth has multiple chances. He will make sure he sends a labor into that person's harvest, every person on earth, to hear the gospel to repent and to follow him and to give your life to him holy. Multiple, multiple chances throughout the day. Uh, Everyone's born with an angel, the Bible says. And that angel's always nudging us closer and closer to God. Hey, get with God, get with Jesus. Come on. (laughs) You gotta be pretty intoxicated, like he said here, to, to avoid that calling and that push and that tug on your heart to receive the Messiah, really your creator. The Bible says, who lighted every man who enters into the earth. So Jesus is Lord. He's the creator of all things. And until you get with Jesus, you will not know who you are. You'll have no purpose. You'll have no true identity. Because true identity is only found in the creator, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And go with me to our third text in Luke 16. Luke was the physician who gave us this gospel account as well. And if you want to study up on the healings Jesus did, I'd read the book of Luke since he was a physician. He gives us a little more detail into infirmities and what Jesus dealt with. Luke 6, 19. Sorry, 16, 19. I made that mistake this morning when I was studying it. This isn't the verse. Luke 6, 19, and we'll read through 31 here. And this is the story Jesus... Sorry, Luke 16. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Luke 16. Sweet 16. There it is. Luke 16 and verse 19. Anyone remember when you were 16 through 19 years old? Remember those years? <laughs> those were fun. <laughs> Transition years. Who the heck am I? What am I doing? Why am I so skinny? Why am I so fat? What the heck? <laughs> trying to find out your identity. Again, you can only find out your identity through the spiritual mirror, the word of life, the word of God. That will show you who you really are. Most of the the biggest reason this whole world is having a huge identity crisis right now with transgender and what have you and what not is because they have no idea who they are. They've never opened the Bible for themselves to see who they really are. And only the word of the living God can show you that. So Luke 16, 19, and this is the story of Lazarus, Jesus is Lazarus, Jesus is uh, telling us about here. And he says, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen. Oh, purple's a royal color, a rich color. Clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. 
But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Hey, he was a believer. He wasn't living in his rights and privileges, but it says here he was a believer because he was carried off to Abraham's bosom. Again, this is B.C., this is before the cross. So that's the only uh, heaven they could have entered into without Christ having died first, was Abraham's bosom. So he was carried off into Abraham's bosom. Yeah, you'll have to study that out for yourself, the bosom of Abraham, and, and get your own opinion on what that looks like, where that was, <laughs> how much paradise it actually was, the holding cell for all the saints, so to speak, until Christ was preached, until they received Christ to enter into heaven. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, and licked his sores, in verse 22. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Hey, if, they, if angels carried his spirit into Abraham's bosom, that's what happens when we die too. Angels are right there carrying us straight up to heaven. And they're faster than the speed of light. Get ready for the ride of your life. <laughs> that's why I want to be on earth. I want that ride. That's faster. That G-force is faster than any, anything you've ever been in or on. The speed of light. Paul said it this way, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's fast. Because we haven't found heaven yet. The Hubble Space Telescope hasn't showed us heaven, and it's up there. And we've looked far. Billions of galaxies they've, they've seen now. And we haven't seen heaven yet. That's a far place. And to be there in an instant? Ooh, that's traveling fast. I'm ready. Who's ready? I want it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God forevermore. Where did I leave off? Right there, 23. In Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades. It doesn't say angels brought him down to hell, does it? And being in torments in Hades, hell itself, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off. He was able to see Abraham's bosom. He was able to see uh, Abraham's right hand for those who lived by faith and were kept in Abraham's bosom. Somehow he saw that place, so that tells me it was down in the center of the earth as well. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus, Lazarus in his bosom, in this place. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Looks like there was water in uh, Abraham's bosom, but there wasn't any water in hell, in Hades. So if there's water, there's growth in life. So it must have been a nice place. That he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Another verse says unquenchable flames, unquenchable fire, meaning there's no water to put out these flames. It's an eternal fixation of flame. Verse 25 says, But Abraham said, Son, remember, he could hear him. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. 
But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. Once you're in hell, you're there forever. Jesus is your only ticket to the other side. But it says here, once you're there, you're trapped there for eternity. There's no second chances when you reach that place, according to the New Testament here. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, verse 27, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Notice hell's a torment, and the only ticket out of it is Jesus. Verse 29, Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Meaning they have the word. Let them hear the word and be saved. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. He's saying, if I, Hey, if they couldn't persuade them, neither can I. The Old Testament's important. <laughs> Don't let go of it. We got two covenants, old and new, amen? Praise Jesus forevermore. Say, I hear the voice of my Lord perfectly. He leads me in the way that I should go. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will never fear evil, for he is with me. Amen. Amen. That Psalm 23 is a representation, I believe, of Jesus and heaven and hell. He is our good shepherd. And he is the greatest shepherd of the flock. And he will always be leading every believer in him. Away from the flames of hell and into eternal paradise all the days of their life on earth as well. If we'll just listen. <laughs> and just pay attention. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me into greener pastures than I've ever walked before. I am yours to command. Here am I. Fill me fresh this morning as you did Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the Holy Spirit who is the breath of life himself. More Holy Spirit, more life. More Holy Spirit, more God. More Holy Spirit, more, Holy Spirit, more Jesus himself. Amen. He is the Spirit of the living God. Amen. And let's go to the last book in the New Testament here, Revelation. The book of Revelation. So hell's a real place. It's in the center of the earth. And it's created for the devil and his camp for eternal torment. The devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you don't have to be in his camp. <laughs> Jesus will set you free like he did me. He'll set you free and free indeed. So you don't have to live in torment on the earth and in hell after this life. This life is so short. 
We have 120 years max here. Max. Eternity is forever. This is just training ground. <laughs> this is just preparation period for eternity and what's next. Amen? A new heaven and a new earth in which dwelleth righteousness. No evil, no sin, no adversary, nothing that comes to steal, kill, and destroy will be upon the new planet, the new Jerusalem that proceeds out of heaven. You know, this earth came from heaven in its original form and intent when God created it. So will the new Jerusalem, the new heavens, and the new earth will proceed out of heaven. That's how huge heaven is. This place came from there. This humongous earth in so much diversity and detail proceeded out from heaven. Think about what the new one's going to look like. Bigger and better, with more family than ever. Billions of Christians have now been saved. The family has grown big time. <laughs> it's going to be a big place, and you're going to be in charge. <laughs> Where righteousness dwells, amen? Praise God forevermore. What you're doing down here, you'll probably do there. This is just training period. Amen. For all things new. And Revelation 20. And this was written by Jesus' beloved, John the disciple, who had the greatest revelation of the love of God of all of them. And he also was the youngest. And this is written when he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. Man, God sure did write some amazing letters to us in prisons. <laughs> like that book of Philippians we read last week. And I just want to read this. If you read the back of the book all the way through, you can see that you win. That the devil loses and that you win. Always be mindful of your victory and your stance of that victory. Because the devil will try to trick you and deceive you like he does the whole world. And we're supposed to stay close to the truth, the word of God, so that he cannot deceive us. Into any lying thoughts, any lying vanities, any lying symptoms, any lies that contradict the truth of the living God. We need to stay close to the word to keep ourselves in remembrance of what the truth really is. All he has is deception. He's the father of lies, Jesus said. We serve the father of truth, so we have to stay next to it. To preserve ourselves from the father of lies. Again, all he has is deceit. All he can do is trick men to turn them. So Revelation 20 says this, and I love the preference of this chapter, Satan bound a thousand years. When I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, the key to the bottomless pit, so now we're in charge. You know, Jesus said he gave us the, the keys of the kingdom. And then when he was in the pit on this day, he snatched the keys of hell and death itself from Satan. So really, Satan can't send anyone to hell. Only they can. He doesn't have that authority. He doesn't have authority to put and afflict you with sickness and disease or anything that's of hell. Poverty, lack, those are all symptoms of hell, symptoms of him. But we have the keys. Jesus snatched the keys of hell and death. So he says, When I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, a great chain, he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old. Where you see a lot of dragons, you see a lot of enemy influence. China is chock-filled with dragons. They actually worship dragons. 
I'm not saying everyone. There's a great underground movement of Christianity in China taking place right now. But throughout the years, the enemy has been very active there. When you see dragon, it's synonymous with Satan. Dragon is just a huge serpent, really. Where you see serpent, it's synonymous with Satan. He took the form of the serpent in, that, in the Garden of Eden. Dragon's just a big serpent. It's Satan himself. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old. You know, if you're Chinese and you're watching this message, you don't have to serve a dragon. A big flying imaginary serpent in the sky who has power, because he doesn't. He's been stripped of all his authority, the Bible says. You can serve a living king who will bless you and not curse you. And will give you life and not death. And you could come to the light side and get away from the dark side. Amen? <laughs> if you're uh, coming to the United States and you've you know, grown up with false idols, false gods, just leave them at home. <laughs> and come serve Jesus who lives here. Amen. Amen? He loves you. He'll care for you. He'll send you to heaven. All those other lying gods will send you to the pit of hell. They can't save you. They don't love you. They don't care for you. They're out for their own. Satan is always out for his own. His M.O., 24 hours a day, is steal, kill, destroy. When he wakes up, that's what he thinks. When he goes to bed, that's what he thinks. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. That's all he does. Anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy is of Satan himself. That way you can know truth from error. God from the devil. Who 2 Corinthians 4 4 says is still the God of this world until he's shackled up in chains forever. He says, Is it the devil? He says, The dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, he goes by both names, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations. Deceive the nation. See? There's his MO. Deceive. Deceit. It's the only avenue the devil, the devil travels is deceit. So that he should deceive the nations, the nations, no more. Till the thousand years were finished. Wonder what that's gonna look like. But after these things he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those. You know the Bible says you're going to judge angels? If they served you properly? It says Hebrews 2 says ministering spirits, angels are sent to minister for the heirs of salvation. That's us. So we're going to be judging angels. Probably good and bad. Amen. So that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things he must be released. And I saw thrones, and then them set on them, and judgment was committed into their hands. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God. Beheaded because of the word. We saw a little of that through ISIS. We saw that through the, Old Test uh, through the New Testament with Paul and some of the disciples. The souls of those who had been beheaded. Notice he makes mention of it here. Jesus does. For their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. 
coronavirus. Have you noticed where they take your temperature? Forehead, hand. Forehead, wrist. We're getting close. <laughs> it ain't nothing to be afraid of. You're more than a conqueror, amen? Through him who loved us. I'm ready. How about you? <laughs> I'm ready for the rest of my life. <laughs> I can't wait. Amen. Or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. It's coming. We may not be here for it, though. <laughs> That's a fast ride. We may be gone lickety-split before that mark's even given into foreheads and on hands. And they lived and reigned for, with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. Those who actually died and were beheaded, it says, because of the witness of Jesus and because of the word of God, who stood on the word and who kept their fellowship with Jesus to the end. These are the ones that are going to reign with him for a thousand years. Reigning, reigning. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Say, I'm blessed and holy. Over such the second death has no power. Say, death has lost its sting and has no power over me. Amen. The Bible says Jesus himself tasted death for all mankind. Which means when you leave, you don't have to taste it. You don't have to smell it. If you're one of those ones getting beheaded, if you're still here, you're not going to feel it. Just like Paul, you're not going to taste it. You're not going to smell it. He tasted death for all men. You're not supposed to fear death. Jesus spoke that in Matthew 6. He said, don't, don't fear death. Don't fear man who can only kill the body. Fear him who can, who can kill spirit and soul in hell. We're not to fear man. You're not to fear death. And if you don't fear death, you won't fear nothing. <laughs> Amen? Death free. Death, the devil doesn't want you to know this. But death free equals fear free. Death free, fear free. Say, I'm death free. Yes. Therefore, I'm fear free. Say, I live forever. Amen. You live forever. That's how you were created, was to live forever. And then God put a number on our earthly bodies. He said, man's living too long down here. I got to make it 120 max. Amen. Probably so we don't kill ourselves and you know destroy ourselves. Whatever. But 120 years max are on the earth. But you, the real you, lives forever, and you're going to live in a glorified body forever, one that was built and created by God Himself to last forever. Think about that body. That's amazing. Elon Musk ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> He's the ultimate creator. Amen. One that just lives forever throughout all eternity. The ultimate creator. Praise God forevermore. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, ministering on his behalf. And shall reign with him a thousand years. And verse 7. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive. What? What's he going to go out to do again? That's all he thinks. Yeah. Deceit, 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 deceive, deceive. Steal, kill, destroy, deceive, deceive, deceive. If they don't know their rights, I can kill them. If they don't know their rights, I can deceive them. And if I can deceive them, then I can kill them and destroy them. He comes to steal first, then kill, then destroy. If he can steal the truth from you, then he got you. 
But if you don't allow him to steal the truth, he ain't got nothing. He comes to deceive. Notice the first thing he does when he's let out of the pit is he goes out to deceive the nations again, which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog, Russia, and Magog, Iran. If you want to write those in your Bible. Gog is Russia, and Magog is Iran. To gather them together to battle. Are you seeing that? <laughs> Whose number is as the sand of the sea. they got big armies, it looks like. They went up on the breath of the earth. You remember that promise God made to Abraham? So shall your descendants be as the sands of the, on the seashore, innumerable. Well, Ishmael is where Islam comes from, that lineage. So that promise is to them as well, Ishmael and Isaac. So we see that carried out right now on the earth. They have a big lineage. There's a lot of them. They're going to have to receive Christ to get saved. But he says, Russia and Magog, to gather them to battle, battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. There's a lot of them because of that promise God made to Abraham. They went up on the breath of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down. So notice this, when Russia and Iran attack Israel, the beloved city there is Jerusalem. Jesus always called it that. Fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. <laughs> you want to see that on the big screen? I want to buy a big TV just to see that. Yeah, yeah. A huge flat screen. Hey, look at God protect Israel. Look at God protect the U.S. Look at God protect his people who are in covenant with him. Amen. We're going to watch it. We're going to get to see it. Fire came down from heaven and devoured them who were as the sand of the sea innumerable. A huge, vast army. In one instant, lickety-split, God devours with fire. <laughs> you may be able to get away messing with me, but don't mess with God. They went up on the breath of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints, the beloved city, and fire came down from God. God sent this from God, out of heaven, from heaven. Remember, heaven's a big place, and there's a huge host of angel armies still there. He's got a huge army up there. Amen? <laughs> out of heaven and devoured them. One angel in the Old Testament took out and slew 186,000 men. Just one angel. They excelled in power and might, the scriptures say. And there's a huge, vast army of them. Remember, only a third of the, he the heaven's armies fell to earth with Satan. That means two-thirds are still here, which are good. So for every thought... And every nudge Satan gives, God's giving you two. Amen. Say, we outnumber them. Two to one. Praise God. <laughs> they went up on the breath. And heaven and uh, where did I leave off? And fire came down in verse 10. The devil who deceived them. Notice this big great army. How they got together. How they made these plans was through the devil who deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. <coughs> Dr. Fauci. And they will be... <laughs> Jesus said there's going to be many false prophets. He's just one of them. Yeah. You know? Joe Biden, Kamal Harris. Uh, there's many names. 
false prophets, meaning those who are in the devil's camp who have not been born again, who have never made Jesus the Lord of their life, are still clear vessels to be deceived and used by the devil. The devil who deceived them. If that's you, if you're outside the camp of God, you're being deceived, the Bible says. You're not even running your life. The devil is. The devil who deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> that is a bad ending. <laughs> they will be tormented day and night forever and ever without ending. Tormented day and night with fire forever and ever. And verse 11. Don't forget the end. <laughs> then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. Ah, God's the ultimate writer, the ultimate author. Books were opened, plural. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. The book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. Everyone, dead and living, were brought before the judgment seat of Christ. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades itself were cast into the lake of fire to be burned forever. So like King Nebuchadnezzar said, turn up the heat seven times on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Meshach, Yershach, and a bungalow. He said, turn it up seven times. We see here that the lake of fire is even hotter than death and Hades itself. And that death and Hades are going to be cast into this lake of fire, which is even hotter than the devil himself. This is the second death. This is the second death Jesus died today, Saturday, in between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. This is where Jesus was. He died the first, second, and third deaths. Body, soul, and spirit for us. The complete man. Died in all three areas to make you and me whole. Amen. He suffered death. He suffered hell. He had to be crushed. Isaiah said it pleased the Father to crush him in his entirety. That soul, that spirit, that spirit dead. That's, that's in the fire. That's in the flames. Isaiah talks about waves of fire washing over his spirit. Died. The worst kinds of deaths. Tormented today. That's where he was today. Completely tormented. Completely dead in every area so that we could live in every area. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, this is Jesus, who became sin for us. His name was etched out of the book of life for a moment. He became sin for the whole world. He suffered this death for us. The spotless lamb laid himself down and took on the sins of the world. And it started in the Garden of Gethsemane 
when he started sweating great drops of blood, the Bible says. The sin of mankind coming upon him. Three deaths. Three deaths. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into this lake of fire. Now I saw a new heaven. <clears throat> and a new earth. He makes all things new. Made us new the moment we received them. New creatures. New creations. In Christ Jesus. Now I saw a new heaven. You know, some things have to die for them to live. You got to die to really live. Paul said, I die daily. <coughs> to live is Christ, to die is gain. Jesus had to die to really live. We have to die to truly live. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and be their God, face to face. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. This is the paradise that's prepared for you if you receive Jesus. No sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away, and he's made all things new. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write. For these words are true and they are faithful. If you want to be faithful and true, you'll have to read them yourself. And he said to me, it is done. The second, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely. Say freely with me. Say freely given. Freely received. Say I'm a recipient of heaven. Pour it on, Lord. <laughs> I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Anyone who thirsts for more of God, Jesus promises you will be satisfied. Your thirst will be quenched. He who overcomes... He who overcomes, say, I'm more than an overcomer. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, framed and fashioned after their father, Satan, the father of lies, shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I urge you to just go on and finish that book on your own. They'll be burned in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I'll never forget a guy who preached at um, 
what's Andre's church's name in Newport? Eternity. Yeah, Eternity Church up in Newport Beach. Pastor Jared. Uh, he came and preached. He had an open vision of hell, and he shared his testimony all over the world. But the Lord literally took him to hell and showed him every nick and cranny of hell. And after I sat through that message, I was like, wow. If everyone could just see a glimpse of hell, we'd be getting so many people saved. <laughs> How bad that place is. Eternal torment. We'd have so much compassion on people knowing that that's their final end. They ain't seen nothing yet. If they think life is miserable on earth, ooh, torment upon torment forever. So, Father, we just agree as one accord today that you use us more than other ever in these last days to get people saved, to get people born again, that they don't have to suffer now and forever. Eternity started the day they were born. And they don't have to suffer through it. Thank you, Lord, for pricking their hearts. Sending laborers into their harvest. Anyone you've placed in our spirit right now, Holy Ghost, we pray over them in the name of Jesus in other times. Any loved one that's unsaved still and has eternal damnation waiting for them on the other side of this life, we intercede on their behalf right now. Jesus paid the price for them. He redeemed them from that fiery place and eternal damnation. They don't have to go there. They don't have to bear it. They don't have to suffer through this life, but they can reign as kings as well. We intercede for those loved ones on their behalf. And we claim their salvation, exercising our authority and rights as men and women on this earth, to whom in which it was given. The keys of hell and death, the power to bind, and the power to loose. So we bind the devil off of their lives, their deceit, his deceit upon them. We say, get in the name of Jesus. And we charge ministering spirits who are sent to work for us, the heirs of salvation, to infiltrate their lives, their minds, their spirits, their bedchambers, their dreams, their thoughts, their every waking hour, until they choose Christ for themselves. Ministering spirits, go forth. We loose you into their lives now in Jesus' precious name and claim their salvation. And we'll stand in faith that it's done today in the spirit realm as we have exercised our rights and privileges on this earth as men. We thank you that it is finished. Thank you. Thank you for moving, Holy Spirit, for dispatching angels into their harvest. We call it done in the name of Jesus. And everyone in our spirits, anyone in our spirits who's gone astray, that we know they're just missing it. It's not quite right yet. We claim their salvation. Say, get your hand off them. They are God's property already. And we bind you from off of their lives. Get off their minds. We rebuke deceit from their lives. We claim them as God's child. God's property. Covered in the blood of Jesus himself. And devil, you know you can't cross that bloodline. So we give you notice. Get. Yeah. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We claim they've gone free. We claim they're free indeed. And the enemy does not have them. Lord, keep them from offense. The enemy's number one trap to deceive. Keep them from offense and unforgiveness. Guard their hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, show them the truth that will set them free out of that trap in which Satan has had them bound to do his will at times. We bind offense from their lives in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, minister to their hearts. Make them fertile soil again. Soften their hearts. Help them forgive as you have forgiven us with the power of Christ. We give you all the praises for doing it. And we thank you, Lord, that tomorrow is Resurrection Sunday. And I fully expect to see overnight change, just like Jesus, from the pit of hell to heaven itself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You did it for all men for all time. Thank you, Jesus, for your finished works. We give you all the praises, all the glory, and all the credit. The Lord just, did that go off? Did that backfire? <laughs> I, heard the, I heard that backfire and the Lord said, the devil plans are going to backfire on them. <laughs> Those plans that he set up for your families and other people, they're backfiring on them right now, yeah. says the Lord. Amen. And they're coming out and they're going to live free and free indeed. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand, shall we? Yeah. And we'll just give them some praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. You are our merciful and faithful high priest. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are a risen king. You're not dead, and neither are we. And we're here on assignment. Help us lead as many as we can into the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for a fresh anointing and equipping for your heart's desire, evangelism. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh fire, a fresh equipping to bring those who are suffering into the light, to bring those who are deceived, who don't know what they need into you who fills every one of them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for falling on us afresh. We give you all the praises that you are poured out upon this earth and that a great awakening. And a great revival is about to start. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for raising us up together in yourself when you raised again on Easter Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, make everyone under the sound of my voice a soul winner. Proverbs says it's wise to win souls. 
fruit on the earth and fruit in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Give us the words, Holy Spirit, at the right time, for the right person. Thank you, Jesus. Crush our wills if you need to, to serve you better. Time is short. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praises for it. And we count it done. And more souls will get saved this year than we've ever seen in our lives. Thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We love you guys. Bless you. God is good. He is alive. Jesus is Lord. If you'd like to sow a seed into our offering, you can and support this ministry. It's at um, ElishaMarkMinistries.com. We love you guys, and we thank you. Lord, thank you for more to spread the kingdom with. Thank you, Lord. It costs money to spread the gospel. Thank you for more coming back into our bank accounts to do it with. We give you all the praises and the glory for it that we can now give you. Send it back a hundredfold, Lord, into every pocket. You are faithful, and we give you all the praises for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Go to church tomorrow. We love you. Happy Easter weekend. Be blessed.